Two Kids and a Career is a production of Jill Divine Media. You can go down the path of, well, what if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? Or I'll wait until I have the final plan figured out. But what if this goes into something bigger? Let's flip that question. You know, let's go the positive way. What if you save somebody's life by sharing positive things? What if you inspire your kids to volunteer? How can I be part of the change? How can I change the narrative instead of complain about it, which is just more negativity? And then how can I, you know, share and maybe inspire, maybe not. I don't know, but I need to be brave and just go out there. Two Kids in a Career is brought to you by Blondin Real Estate. They're a family-owned boutique-style brokerage with over 40 years of experience serving the counties that surround St. Louis. See the properties they have to offer at BlondinRealEstate.com. That's BlondinRealEstate.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. Welcome to episode 81. If you are new to the podcast, stick around until the very end because I will have this week's Supermom shout out brought to you by Addie's Way. And that is a perfect segue into this week's guest because this is my second guest on the podcast that has received a Supermom shout out. The first, Jenny Jesse, and she was my guest on episode 77. And now, let me welcome Cynthia, or as I call her, Cindy, Cease Kirkpatrick to the podcast. Welcome. I am so excited to have you. Well, thank you. That was very kind to uh, introduce <laughs> me that way. Uh, you know, 20 plus years, I, I, you know, in and out of different things through our lives, but definitely still consider you a dear, dear friend of mine. And uh, yes, I have lots of alter egos out there. So whether it's mom, Cindy, Cynthia, Kirkpatrick, Cease, I don't know. Uh, they're all out there. So I can uh, be a chameleon. You go with the flow. You just answer to whomever, right? Sometimes it's other moms. <laughs> like, hey, mom, wait, was that me? I don't know. What do you need? Well, I want to actually read the Super Mom shout out nomination that was given to me by your sister, Jennifer. And it just kind of sets up exactly who Cynthia is and what you're going to hear from Cynthia today. So this is what your sister said. She said, I would like to acknowledge my sister, Cynthia. She is a super mom for so many reasons. Cynthia is a high achieving career driven woman who excels at balancing that part of her life with what she gives back to her family and community. Not only does she work at Mineta in financial planning, Cynthia has built a family with her husband by having three great kids who have incredible values, all modeled by their mother. While achieving in the business world and having babies at the same time, Cynthia also found time to volunteer as a recreational and competitive soccer coach, donating many hours to not only the technical development of boys and girls, but also those great things that sports can give, such as good work ethic, challenging oneself, being a good teammate, displaying sportsmanship, learning how to win and lose with grace, and so much more. In this arena, Cynthia excelled at being more than just a coach to her players, building bonds they will remember for the rest of their lives. 
Recently, Cynthia has decided to take her positive influence further into the world by committing to running every day, no matter what. And beyond this, she has shared this commitment to her Facebook community with positivity, challenging her friends to challenge themselves in some way every day. And she also uses this platform to raise money for various charities. Watching the comments, you can see that she's inspired many with this journey and additional shared messages of positivity. My little sister is not only a super mom, she's a rock star. When you first saw that, what did you think? What were some of the thoughts going through your head? Well, first of all, Jill, thank you very much. Uh, I hope you start all of your your uh, interviews off with trying to make the person cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's my goal. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I think sometimes this goes to whether it's moms, whether it's busy people, whether it's just the world the way it is. Anyway, you you get busy, you get into what you're doing, you're running a million miles of direction. And maybe I, I have a tendency to, to not think of the things that I'm doing as that stellar, because if they were, how could I be doing them? Or they're not that important. How, the, how could they impact someone else? Or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I heard a quote recently that was something like, you know, a lot of times people who are the light don't see they're the light because they're the light themselves. And, and not that I consider myself that, but I think it's it's very it's much easier on the outside to say holy cow look what you've been doing or look what you accomplished or look at this and this and i say that to so many people and they don't realize it so i think when i first heard this saw this uh, a lot of those thoughts came into my mind um and you know or, or what i'm tr- what I'm going through and what I realized maybe other people are going through and maybe I don't impact anybody, but maybe I impact one person and that's enough to take the risk. Um, so my sister and I are very close. I really, I learned so much from her, my mom, from so many people around me. So I, I really can't take credit for it all because it's, it's been through decades of friendships, colleagues, everyone. And I've just been able to build from them and, try to do my best. Two things that you said, you are describing exactly how I feel when you will give me compliments and you're so good at that. I have this vision board that I've referred to quite a few times throughout different episodes. And on this vision board that is I'm looking at right now are all these different things, not only things that I would like to do, like go to Italy or looking at this dream home or what I should be doing, but all these inspirational quotes and Bible verses. But then there are, and this is interesting because I mentioned Ginny Jesse at the beginning of this episode as another super mom. There are some personalized handwritten thank you cards that I have up here from a few people and you're one of them. And I remember getting that in the mail. It was totally random and opening it and reading it. And I was like, this woman gets it. Like, I know that we have a past and we are dear friends, but you really mean these words. And I know that you're doing this for other women and it's just so awesome. So I know exactly how you feel. You're like, how can I, what does Cindy see in me? Like, I don't, I'm just doing my thing. So I do appreciate that so much. And 
The other thing that you said and you touched upon, and I just had this conversation with someone this week about it. Another thing that I talk a lot about in this podcast is just helping one person. And it can be very easy to look at the masses and try to appeal to the masses or try to get that hater to come on board. But that doesn't matter. That What matters is what you do for one person that could end up changing that person's life to where they want to take somebody else and help them. And it just is a trickle effect that I love. Not that, like you said, like I'm not changing people's lives, but maybe I'm helping in some way. And that's all that matters to me. And I, I, two things from, from that. I, one, I love what you do when you do your podcast, the, I see you, I hear you. And I think that's so important you know, you don't necessarily have to agree with somebody or validate everything they're doing or thinking or whatnot. But I think in today's world, it's so easy to go through life and feel like you're not seen or heard. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, if you think about that, that can be depressing. I mean, so even if you, to hear that, you know, I think is uplifting for, for many, many years. So I love that part about what you do. And, uh, I've started, I've been implementing that with how I try to to talk to my kids and others. Um, and the other thing I learned from all of this, that one person might just be me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Maybe initially, I initially I wasn't sure where things were going to go, but I thought, you know, I, when I started diving into who am I and what do, what makes me tick, what pushes me, it, it really was the caring and wanting to share the caring and sharing kind words, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't realize how much more I would get out of giving Mm -hmm. than I ever expected to receive. So it's just fulfilled me, me in a way, uh, from the inside out that I could never have anticipated to that level. I didn't even think about that either. That's you're 100% right. Like that's how I feel too. When I feel like I have helped someone or connected someone, that makes me feel so good. How I mean, how can it not? And I feel like the better version of us that we are, the better we can be for others. Um, so, you know, a lot of this, I think you talk a lot about through many different podcasts, self-care, self-help. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is. The better version of you that you can bring every day to any conversation, interaction, whatever that is, um, you know, that ripple effect who knows? I think, and maybe you can help me understand this a little bit more. When all of this kind of started, well, first of all, we'll go back to you and I met, we both went to Lindenwood University locally here in the St. Louis area, specifically St. Charles area. I was a mass comm major. You were a major in like five different things. (laughs) Meaning I couldn't decide. (laughs) (laughs) meaning you're an overachiever. Um, And what's really interesting too, when I think about it, and now I think about where you and I are now. So I transferred into Lindenwood and I transferred into a group of people that were already forming relationships based on their major. And here I am, I like, I I may come off. I mean, I am a I'm an extrovert, but I'm an introvert too. Like, 
going into new things is not is not my thing. Like I I've gotten a lot better, but I don't necessarily like to go into a place by myself. Um, I don't know how to explain. Like if 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 everybody was at a bar back then, if I walked in by myself, that was hard for me to do. I don't know why it was just hard. So when I came to Lindenwood and there was this group of people that already knew each other and it was like, okay, if you want to excel in your degree, you got to get in with this group. Like you got to dive in. And I did like, I, it's one of my proud moments that I said, okay, I'll go on this trip to a convention. And I know not one single person And that's when I was introduced to you and our other dear friend, Brandy. And there was no judgment. There was like, I I, I don't know. I just felt welcomed and included. Well, and I think I feel very similar to you. And and you bring up our our dear friend, Brandis Ray. She's (laughs) a perfect example of a total extrovert, right? She can. And it wasn't until recently that I either heard a different, I don't know if it's the original definition of introvert, whatever you want to call it. But what I heard recently is that an introvert is really somebody who that, you know, they can go out and they can talk to people. They can have fun in those settings, but it's not necessarily energizing to them. They may go home at the end of the evening and say, whew, I'm tired. Whereas Ah. we both know, you know, (laughs) Brandis can walk in a room, light it up, and she's ready to go on to the next room, the next room, and the next room. And I think to your point and what I've learned through aging uh, experience. Yes, experience. It doesn't matter. You know, there, there shouldn't be judgment. It doesn't matter who we are, what we are, what we're comfortable with, what we're not. As long as we're accepting, we're not judging and I think for me personally, I need to keep pushing myself outside outside my boundaries because that's where I learn, I grow. And really at the end of the day, I look back and say, I, I'm really glad I did it. I didn't want to, but I'm really glad I did it. And I learned so much from it. And now I can share that learning and or I can go on to the next thing. Well, and it's things like your example of sending me that personalized letter or the other example I'll bring up randomly, there was a delivery to me and it was an affirmation book about being a badass woman. And it was like something kind of clicked in me too, thinking, okay, how did I feel when I got that from you? And I felt amazing. And how did I feel when I got that letter from you? I felt amazing. So now I want to do those things to have other women feel amazing. And I just, I know that we've talked about this too, like the whole women supporting women. It's still a fairly, I think, new concept. I think before there was just so much competitiveness and it was like, I don't want to support, why would I give her the time of day? Or I want to be ahead of the game. And it's just to the point where, it, it just doesn't work. And I want to support other women and I want to be there. And and again, I've mentioned this in the podcast. Like sometimes you think, okay, what's the hidden agenda here? Why is she sending me a book? I didn't really think that about you. But with some other people, you may think that. And it's like sometimes you just want to send something really cool and nice. Well, and I think you've you've hit on two good things that not only have I tried to dig deeper into just in 
you know, when I run, I get time to think, or when I'm in the car, I get time to think, but also I've had to overcome my own thoughts and feelings. And when you think about, for me, I think about the card in the book, you know, a lot of that I didn't do because I was afraid of what others would think. How would they receive it? Would they think I meant something else? Would they think, you know, what would they think? Would they hate me? Would they not like me? Would they be, why is she sending me this? You know, my, Uh, you know me, my brain just was mm -hmm. going a mile a minute. And so I would stop and, and not go further, not do anything, not take that risk. But I think over the last few years, and as my kids were getting older and they were seeing me do things or not do things, and I was trying to teach them the right things to do, you know, we would be out and, and like Mallory, my middle child would say, you know, I really like that woman's dress. Be like, well, yes. tell her, but I don't mm -hmm. know. Her. That's okay. Yes. Tell her because guess what? That might be the best thing she hears all day. And so I'd sit back and think, okay, I'm telling my child to do this yet. I'm not necessarily just going out there and doing that or I'm making an excuse. Well, I haven't talked to that person in so long. It's not going to matter. Or they're going to think, where is she coming from? Or why is she reaching out to me? And so I think I finally got over myself and said, you know what, these are things I should have shared either a long time ago or recently or whenever, but I should have shared them. They're positive things. They're things that have, have impacted me. Why not share more positivity? Yes. And so I just kind of started taking that leap, sent you and you know, some other women that book, to be honest, I didn't, hadn't read the whole book before I sent it. I just really liked the, 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 the cover of the book. And the cover's awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, it's got to be good. If she's going to put this title on there, it has to be good. And, you know, then I, I really did start doing a couple of other things, you know, through Facebook. There were friends that I haven't talked to since high school. And I said, I basically said, I'm on this caring journey. And this is probably going to sound weird, but I want to let you know, you're a really good friend of mine in, in high school. I think you're a great person. And I just, for whatever reason, I let things slip, but I'm reaching out, not expecting anything, but just saying, you know, you were important to me at that time and, and whatnot. Or, you know, my high school soccer coach sent him a note and he's like, that's the best note I've ever received. And it really is for no other reason than well, two reasons, maybe. One, I want to and need to share, you know, my feelings and thoughts. And two, it's so easy to focus on the negative out there or the struggles or the divisiveness. And I really feel like action and, and words grow upon themselves. So the more negativity you see and hear or focus on, the more you'll, you'll see. But also vice versa, I think, or on the flip side, whatever you want to call it, the more love you see and share and spread and 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 care and the more others will spread and care and the more you'll receive back. So I kind of just decided, you know what, brain, I'm going to turn you off mm -hmm. and I'm going to let the heart go here. And we're just going to start letting people know that they have or do or will mean a lot to me. I love that so much. I love Love, 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 love. And I hope that this speaks to one person to say, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to send that text message. I'm just going to send that Facebook message. I'm going to send that email. I'm going to send whatever. Like who doesn't love hearing how special they were? Like you, we both say 
you're seen and you're heard. It doesn't matter if it was 15 years ago or yesterday. It does really, really, truly make a difference. And you can tell when you smile, somebody else will smile. And we are teaching our kids too. Like what our actions, we are teaching them. And the same thing that you said, there will be times where we'll leave someplace and Lou will say, her hair was beautiful. I'm like, well, you should tell her next time. And she gets a little shy and I get it. I mean, I totally understand, but I, I try to model the behavior like, you know, I really, truly, if I open the door for someone and Lou sees it, I'm not doing it to just show her, like, I really want to open the door for someone. And Lou will say, well, that was nice of you. I'm like, well, I mean, it's the person had their hands full. I Why wouldn't I open the door? But it is the way we model our behavior and it is easy for us. And this is part of my growth to go to the negative side of things. Like if somebody cuts me off, you know, I, it's very easy to want to lay on the horn and give them the, the signal that they're number one, but I have to try to (laughs) switch it to say, okay, maybe their child is hurt and they're rushing home. I don't know. I, I don't know. But if I start to go the negative route, then my kids see it, especially, you know, if they're in the car, And then it messes with my brain, but I feel better about the situation when I do switch it to the positive thinking. Yeah. And and I think you you touched on some things there as far as you can't assume Mm -hmm. or make up somebody else's story, especially if they're in another car and you can't talk to them or (laughs) or understand. And, you know, maybe they, maybe they are not a nice person. Right. Maybe that's true. Uh, You'll probably never find out. And at the end of the day, if you go down the negative path, and this was something I was thinking about and posted about yesterday the day before on my running thing is, you know, it's really up to me to control the good and the love in my brain and heart. And so I, I was on a run and, and I did this a couple months ago where I saw some trash on my run and I just thought, well, you know, again, it's not mine. I didn't, you know, why did that person do that? And they probably threw it out of their car and that's so awful. And if people would just pick up after themselves and, you know, went down that rabbit hole and here's half my run gone. And I'm thinking about that person. And it took me a couple of days. I'm sad to say, but eventually I was like, you know what, why am I not part of the solution? So I picked it up, you know, threw it away. And this happened again last week when we came home from vacation. And I just realized I can't make up the story about why that person dropped that trash. You know, maybe it flew out and they were running somewhere because someone's hurt, safe, sick, they're late. I don't know. Maybe it flew out of a trash can. They didn't even know. Maybe I can't make up that narrative, but the difference I can make is what I choose to do in that moment. And so I've been trying to focus on that more of what difference, what positive difference can I make right now and let the past be the past. It is what it is do what I can today and move forward. Let's talk about the running. And that was something that your sister mentioned in the Supermom shout out. Walk me through how that all kind of started and where you are as of right now with it. First of all, I just, I don't want to insult any true runners out there. <laughs> Because people will come to me like, oh, you're a runner now. No, no, no. Like I know runners. 
and, uh, and, and they do three, five, 10 miles and they do it like it's nothing. And they're so happy and excited. And it's just a normal, you know, afternoon for them. It would take me a whole day to do that. I think I would um, take me a week. Right. <laughs> so, so I know real runners and, um, I think, you know, they've been doing it for themselves. They do it for their things. And I think that's great. And I love that. And, and, uh, so it wasn't to, so it wasn't to do what others were doing or to try to, I don't know. It, it purely came from, I think it really all started honestly about a year ago when COVID hit and nobody knew what was going to happen, right? Kids home from school. I'm home from work. My husband already works from home. He uh, runs his own business and you know is in and out of the house depending on what kind of jobs he has. So five of us at home, never planning to all be at home like that, uh, just trying to figure out the world. Then you've got the, the negativity or the stress of COVID. You can't go out. You got to wear a mask. Who's going to get this? What does this mean? Um, and then in my career, you've got the, the markets, the stock markets going crazy, uh, just investments going crazy all over the board. So you got the stress there and I've got clients I've got to, you know, take care of and, and help through all this. And then you've got politics going on. So the negativity of politics, the negativity of, you know, whatever social injustice is out there. It just seemed so much. And I had been inside my house for two months, never a moment by myself. And I don't know, you might laugh at this or other moms may laugh at this, but I felt like, it was always mom, 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 mm -hmm. you know, can I do this? Can I do this? It's like, you just walked by your father. <laughs> like he was downstairs with you and you all of a sudden had to come find me to ask that question. Like, why do you? <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love you. It, but your father is very capable at, to answer that question while I'm, you know, doing what I'm doing. So anyway, it just, I think it really got to the point of, I need to get outside. I need to be by myself and I need exercise. Yeah. And I knew if I told the family I was going out for a run, none of them would follow me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best. <laughs> I mean, because I usually go in the morning, so the kids aren't really into that. And, you know, uh, my lovely husband, JJ, you know. Yeah. Uh, and for those of the out there who know him, he does not really see the point of running, let's just say. So I knew he wouldn't follow me either. So it, it really started from there, you know, again, and I, and I think for me, you know, some people talk about, you need to have time to meditate. And it was I, before the running, I had started listening to audiobooks, reading books, just on different growth, learning, you know, uh, emotional communication, all these different types of, of mindset things. And so it was a chance for me to throw on an audiobook and, you know, have 15, 20 minutes to myself and listen to that, be out in nature, all of that. And so it was almost a meditative state for me to run and have my headphones on and be in nature and feel the sun or the rain or the snow, I guess. Um, but get that energy out first thing in the morning. And then I think it just evolved to, it wasn't anything big. I knew it had to be small enough that I would do it. So it wasn't a five mile run. You know, it was, what if I run a mile? What if it's a mile and a half, you know, slowly inching it up, but I haven't increased it too much. It's just more about, I could get in 15 to 20 minutes. I can do that. I can fit that into my day and not feel too overwhelmed. And as the time went on, you know, activities closed, you couldn't go anywhere. Uh, I just kind of thought, well, what if I can see how long I can do this? What if I can do this every day? 
And I think it was in July of last year, we went on a vacation with some friends to the Ozarks and we all ran the first day and then the second day they weren't going to run. And I was like, oh, do I? And I told JJ, I was like, I think I'm going to run. He's like, you should. And I kind of told him my goal. And he's like, I think that's a great goal, you know, run for the rest of the year. And then it just, the more, there's a book I read, I forget which one, but it said the longer you commit to something, the more of a commitment it is. So the kids kind of got involved. Oh, mom's going on a run. Okay. Um, I started sharing it with some others and they're like, oh, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. And then it kind of turned into, this is great for me. And, and really this is only, I mean, this is for me if it, if it never touches anybody else. But I thought as the year was evolving, just all that negativity out there, I just started thinking, I'm like, that's not who we are. That's when people say, you know, the community's like this or people like this or this. So that's not who my community is. I see people every day trying their best to do the right thing, trying their best to help others, trying their best to learn and grow. And I just felt like there was a certain voice that was getting out there that didn't re represent who I was or who or represent the people I knew. And so it became a part of how can I potentially make something bigger out of this? And that's where I tossed the idea around to a couple of people and really had some people tell me, if you don't do this, you know, we're going to whatever. <laughs> and that's when at the very end of last year, I kind of went on Facebook. I still don't have the full plan together, but I said, if I can, you know, I'm going to run every day. Um, I'm going to try to shine the light on positivity out there, whether it's people, whether it's things, whether it's books, whether it's charities, whether it's, you know, healthy eating, whatever it might be. I want to start trying to drown out the dark by spreading the light. And, you know, it started with running and physical and being out there, but I think it really turned into, it's helped me so much, you know, if I make a difference in one person's life, and maybe it's just mine. <laughs> right. What could this turn into? I don't know. And, and I think, you know, we laughed about the, I only had two degrees. We'll just say two majors. <laughs> My overachieving OCD self, so much in life, I, I would think, what if, what if, what if? But I would be afraid to take that first step without having the perfect plan in place. And it, it really was helpful to have those people tell me, you know what? This is a fantastic idea. Yes, you don't know where it's going to end. You don't know where it's going to go. And honestly, I think this journey could go on for years. I've got, you know, different ideas of things I want to do. It never would have happened if I hadn't, I've literally taken that first step. And so that's a lot of what I want to share with others is to say, you know, you can, you can go down the path of, well, what if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? Or I'll wait until I have the final plan figured out. But what what if this goes into something bigger? Like, let's flip that question. You know, let's go the positive way. What if you save somebody's life by sharing positive things? What if you start a new business because something, what if you inspire your kids to volunteer? You know, that's the what ifs we should be thinking about. And I think it's just taking that first step. So sorry, long, long answer to your story of no, kind that of how it got started, but it was a combination of needs that I, finally saying, I need this for me and doing it, which was hard as a mom and a woman to do. Then saying, there's a lot of negativity out here and I don't agree with it. How can I help? How can I be part of the change? How can I change the narrative instead of complain about it, which is just more negativity. 
And then how can I, you know, share and maybe inspire, maybe not, maybe it's perfect, maybe it's not, I don't know, but I need to be brave and just go out there. I don't know if this is a, I mean, it's some sort of quote from something that I read, but it's basically like, you can't start unless you start. And I'm like you, I like to have everything in order first before I do anything. Um, I remember after losing my job on the radio and then knowing that I had to sort of redevelop this podcast and there were certain things I needed to do in order to put it back out there and start promoting it, I was in this mindset of, well, I can't relaunch it until I do this, 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 and this. It has to be perfect. This has to be perfect. And it ended up really screwing me over because a lot of those things that I thought I didn't need or I had to start over anyway. And I I was just delaying myself. So I'm also trying to take on that mindset now with certain things. Like I just, I just need to start. Stop, stop hiding things. Put it out there. Like, for example, I am going to launch a podcast course soon. I, I don't know the exact date, but if I don't say I'm going to do it, then it's not going to happen. And and that's kind of part of what I go back to as well. Like, um, if it's easy to say other people can, other people are doing it and I don't have room to do it or I can't do it, or I'm going to wait till it's all done and then talk about it. Who knows if it would get done? So it's like, just start. You have to start to start. Yeah, I think I think you're right there. And I, I I don't want to, you know, as I go on this journey, there's things about empowering women and obviously as a female and I have daughters, but not only having daughters, having a son who my husband reminded me once that a lot of the things I was doing, I'm like, yeah, I know, I know this will be really great for the girls to see me and da, da, da. He's like, you have a boy too. And he will learn mm-hmm. that there are, that it's good to be strong, independent, male, female. And if you know, one day down the road, he decides that he wants a female partner, whether it's spouse, whatever, that, you know, these might be the traits that he wants in a partner. And, you know, really took my husband telling me that this isn't really just about women and teaching women, but it's, it's across the board. But where I was initially going with that was, I think as women, especially our age group, maybe older, we, we tend to talk ourselves talk to ourselves that way. You know, I'm busy. I'm a mom. I'm a, you know, I even wrote some of this stuff down thinking about today. What were my excuses before going? Some of it was fear. Some of it was what are other people going to think or say? A lot of that was, well, I'm a mom. I'm a, you know, career woman. I'm a coach. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm an Uber for my kids and their activities. I'm up at Michael's, you know, what do you mean you have a project tomorrow? Why didn't you tell me about this? You know, I'm hot gluing things. I'm whatever. And part of that was maybe just the easier excuse to, to not move forward. Um, but I think as, as I get older and I hope I, I teach my kids or I learn, there's a lot about giving to others and that's so important, but you have to find your own boundaries and give to yourself too. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about that earlier, but you know, you have to be able to say, you know what? No, I, I can't, I can't comb your hair right now. or I can't, you know, iron your shirt right now because, I said that I run every morning at this, 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 you need to plan differently or whatnot. And I, and I think it's okay. We need to be okay to say, this is what I need for me 
to be able to take that first step or to be able to think about how I'm going to take that first step and just push forward and, and throw something out there and see where the chips fall. Mm-hmm. And something that came to my mind too, when you were talking about that in um, episode 68 with Jamie Coker, we talked about self-care because, you know, that's been my word. And I was going down all these paths of self-care. And she said, sometimes self-care literally means what do I need today? And I wrote that down on, yes, I'm old school. I have a paper planner that I love. (laughs) That's what I do. Um, But I have that written down on the beginning monthly page. It's like, what do I need today? Remind myself, what is it? Do I need to just sit down and watch trash TV? Is it I need to dig into my book and do this? Is it I need to have fruits and veggies? I need whatever it is. That's what I am trying to focus on. Um, I know we don't have a lot of time left with one another. So we got to talk about this book because the book (laughs) is so interesting to me. And I just, I just need to know more. It's like a perfect compliment to this whole conversation. Well, honestly, I think how it all started was, it's going to sound weird, but (laughs) this running thing, I started reading more books, listening to more books. Mm -hmm. Then I think I started gaining more confidence. I started thinking about getting outside of myself, you know, sharing information and positivity. Uh, my husband introduced me to a, a woman, Carrie, who I end up sending uh, one of those books to also. And, you know, I just could tell she was, you know, caring, working hard, empowered, making a difference. And so we just connected on a certain level, sent her one of the books, we connected even more, she introduced me to somebody else, I introduced her to another woman, you know, we were just it was, we were building a quick relationship. And so Jennifer, so I guess they're, they're both on, I should say they're both on the front of the book. Uh, Carrie Burgraff was the, the person I first met. And then she introduced me to Jennifer Bardot, who has pulled together a lot of female professionals on a monthly basis to just talk about, you know, different things, whether it's vision boards, mission statements, whether it's, you know, owning your grid or, or being enough for, you know, yourself and for others, whatever it might be, it's getting together and learning together. So, you know, they had basically, they had started asking different people they know to contribute to the book. They asked me if I I wanted to do it. And you know, well, you know me well, I am a very analytical (laughs) math brain accounting financial person. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Thought of writing something that would have to be coherent, interesting, not about, you know, numbers, one plus one equals two or tax code. <laughs> right. I, I'll be honest. I mean, this was probably in December or January, probably January. I, a little bit of my, my stomach fell to the floor, but I recognized it. Right. And I said, okay, this is what you did before the last, you know, nine months, whatever you've learned to get outside of yourself. You're doing this. You don't know what you're going to write about. You don't know what it's going to look like. You don't know when it's due. You don't know the timeline, but you're going to do it. So just say yes. And you're like sweating um, the whole time. I and, know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and to be fair, to be fair, my husband, my gosh, my uh, support 
system, my you know soulmate, like the perfect person in the world for me. I knew I had, he's, so I, people are always laughing about how are you two together? How does it work? He is, you know, NYU film school, creative person, extraordinary. He can think of things on the fly. They're hilarious. They're interesting. I didn't even know how his brain works, but I, I knew one, he would support me. He'd be there all the way and he'd talk me through it and we'd brainstorm. But I knew he'd also be able to give me the help and the support and the the the, the talking through, okay, this is how you want to write the story. This is how you want to, let's talk about this. So to be fair, I knew I had an ace up my sleeve who could help. <laughs> um, but that's really how it got started. And, and uh, you know, again, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I want to share something you had said. I had listened to or read a book, Take the Stairs by Rory Vaden. And one of the stories he had in there was they talked about whatever feeling you're feeling, just do it. So if you're afraid, do it afraid. If you're anxious, do it anxious. If you're, you know, whatever your feeling might be, if you're angry, do it angry, you know, like just take that step and the emotions will go away, but you have to take that step. So that's what I did in that moment. And then it, then it literally got to the point of, uh-oh, I have to write something. What am I going to write? I have 1,500 words. That's it, which sounds like a lot, but then also isn't enough to really be concise, which I'm not very good at. Um, and, I, and I sat back and I thought, well, what, what do I have in my life that would be interesting or profound? Like, I don't, really. I grew up in a Midwestern town. Um, yeah, we didn't have everything in the world, but we, we certainly weren't worried about eating the next day. I've never had anybody close to me, like really, really sick. I mean, my, my sister has MS, but to look at her, you would never notice. And, and not that she, I don't want to downplay the struggle she's gone through, but I've never been through cancer, had anybody go through cancer. I mean, what do I have that anybody would care about? And as I got through that, I was like, well, maybe that's the point. Maybe the stories we hear out there are so often the big shabam one-time story of a, of a cancer and surviving or divorce and surviving or whatever it might be. But, but maybe the rest of us out there are saying, man, I really grind it out every day, every week. And I just, it's just wearing me down. Maybe that's why I'm part of this book. You know, again, just that, that one person. And so it, it really became a part of how do I even, what do I write about? How do I portray it? And a um, little bit of a jump on a, a wing and a prayer, if you will. What is the name of the book and where can people get it? Yeah. So it's called Owning Your Grit. And it's for the, the subtitle, if you will, 40 Women's Stories of Harnessing the Power of Growth, Resilience, Intention, Intention and Tenacity. And it could be, you can order it through Amazon. The one, I think we referenced this earlier, what I love about this or what I, I, what I don't want people to think about is, oh, it's women writing stories for women about women and it's only about women. You know, I think it again goes back to struggles, overcoming them, you know, mindset, you know, all of that, that I don't care what you are, who you are, we've all been there. And, and so, yeah, there's women on the front of it, but it's really more about, I think, hopefully finding a story that speaks to you and, and being like, you know what, I can do that. And, and that's what I hope people pick from it. Well, it's 40 stories. And that's what's so awesome is, like you said, not everybody is going to relate to every single one of those stories, but there's going to be one story that they relate to 
and that's all that matters. Right. It's it's. I think what I've learned is you've got to take the risk and the chance. And if you're doing it from the right place of of love and light and 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 wanting to help, you can't control what other people think, say how they react. I can't control when I send a note if they think I'm I'm out for something or not. I, I just can't. But if I if I take that chance and send that positive message out there, you never know what good could come from it. So I think it was all about, you know, I heard in a book or something recently is if you try to to stamp out the dark, you're also going to stamp out the light. Like if you if you are too afraid to let your light out because you're afraid of what darkness may come back, like you said, the haters, well, then you're never really letting all of your light out. So you just kind of have to throw it out there and, and and shed that light. And I think at the end of the day, as others have said, the more light that's out there, it eventually it, it eventually uh, squashes all that dark. So to your point, and with what you're doing, I mean, with the podcast and I hear you and I see you, I mean, these are just such important messages. Um, and you're bringing on so many different people, men and women, to to share messages of love and overcoming and help and caring. And I think, you know, that ripple will carry on uh, for communities and, and generations to come. Well, I appreciate your light and it definitely sparks my light. So thank you, Cynthia. Well, thank you for letting me for so long. I, I watched your achievement from afar and I literally got to the point of why am I doing this from afar? Uh, you know, why we, we've known each other. We've, we know each other very well. Mm-hmm. We sure do. <laughs> we don't need to talk about my 21st birthday, but <laughs> we can, but we won't. <laughs> we won't. But you know, it's like, why to that point, why am I watching from afar? So I'm just going to, I'm going to reach in and tell her that you're awesome. And I see you and I hear you, Jill. So the rest of us do for sure. New episodes of the podcast launch every Wednesday, and next week's episode, episode 82, will feature Jerrica Dinenson. She has a podcast, and it's called She Has a Name Too, and I am actually going to be on that podcast in about a week. But this woman is all about creating community among moms because it is the community that helps you get through some of those dark days. It is the community that helps you get through the great days and the milestones. So she's going to give some tips on how you can create that community wherever you live. Before we get to that super mom shout out, Blonde in Real Estate, I want to talk about this awesome real estate agency. So they're a proactive agency, which means they don't use a lot of the traditional old school ways, which is a really good thing because they get it done and they get it done quickly. Right now, the market is insane and you need somebody to work so quickly so that you can get what you want, whether you're buying or selling. And Blonde and Real Estate, they'll make that happen. Learn more at blondinrealestate.com. Again, that's blondinrealestate.com to get things done quickly and efficiently. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Cindy was a super mom. She got that super mom shout out nominated by her sister, Jennifer. And so now it's time for this week's super mom shout out brought to you by Addie's Way. Sandaya is making the nomination and she is making the nomination for her friend Meg of Shorewood, Illinois. 
She said, Meg is a very busy businesswoman, but I really love the way she handles her day-to-day life and making sure everything is done at the best way for her adorable twins, Stella and Sophia. No matter how busy her schedule is, she makes a point to patiently get everything done the way her kids want. She has this amazing energy throughout the day, no matter how exhausting her schedule is. Every day I see her and she always has this amazing smile that brightens my day and pushes me to believe anything is possible. For me, she's more than a super mom. Meg, I see you and I support you. You're going to get that custom designed super mom t-shirt from Addie's Way. And if you know of a super mom like Meg, all you have to do is tell me about her. You can email me hello at jilldevine.com. You can go to my website, jilldevine.com, and I have a super mom shout out nomination form, making it so super easy for you to let me know about that super mom in your life. And then that super mom will get the shout out in the podcast, also on social media. And of course, that custom designed t-shirt from Addie's Way. And while you are thinking about that super mom, I would like to ask a favor from you. Can you please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast? In all honesty, the way this podcast gets in the hands of others is when people do those things because then it kind of like, I don't know all the terminology, but bumps the podcast up in certain categories to be seen. So if you could do that, I would really appreciate it. And as always, thank you for your support of two kids and a career.